0: Good morning everyone, Kevin here from Skywatcher and welcome to another episode of the What's Up webcast where we take a look at everything from what's up in the nighttime sky to equipment to helpful tips and tricks on observing and imaging and of course at the end of the month we have a special guest on to talk about their specialty in the field of astronomy. Um, So it's the end of September, we're pretty much getting to the end of September, it is New Moon weekend so hopefully you're going to be heading out and taking some awesome images to get your oh i don't know totem patches um make sure you're getting that m27 shot um you know we want to be able to see those awesome pictures i have had some of these uh entries i will let you know that some of the entries that some of you have sent are not meeting the criteria Um, the assignment was to get the wings of m27 not just m27s so i'm just letting you know Um, that's that's what the rules were. So anyway, uh, that's that. A uh, couple announcements before we jump into today's episode. Let me pop over here. Um, we are going to be talking about the ASI Air today. Um, now I have an ASI Air Plus. Um, the Pro version before this is also adequate for this conversation. I have not used the original ASI Air. I really don't know anything about it I'm assuming it's fairly the somewhat the same but this is really going to be going off of the Plus and the Pro models uh, that have been out a ton of customers use these on our mounts and we thought it'd be cool to just do a workflow on how they work with a Skywatcher mount um, I'm gonna do my best to try and cover a lot of that information um, so if you're new to ASI air I hope this is helpful for you um, if I miss some things because there are a lot of things that this little thing does. we'll we'll try to cover it. I will do my best, but we're just going to kind of go over the initial setup of how these work. Uh, now, real quick before things get going, uh, we are less than a month away from Seoul, the solar observing lab that's going to be happening here in Phoenix on October 22nd. Um, you can go on and buy tickets uh, to pre-register um, that way you don't have to wait in line. Uh, You can buy those right here online. Just look for the red link at focusastro.org slash soul. All the information is there. You can pre-register and RSVP for the talks um, all right there. But we are under a month away now uh, for this event. I know some of you will be coming. I look forward to meeting you in person. Uh, What I haven't told you about, kind of the last thing, because we're just putting the final details on it, is we're also doing a giveaway um so and we have some of the prizes uh here i've got some Optolong filters we're going to be giving away these are from spectrum telescopes big thanks to them we've got 12 nanometer ccdo3 inch and a quarter uh visual h beta filters inch and a quarter and two inch um starizona Star has been kind enough to donate some books this is the backyard astronomers guide volume four these are amazing um we have Night Watch being given away. This is all from Starizona for the books. Um, astronomy, um, really awesome stuff there. Um, and if for kids, we have the Sun Book. Um, so those are some cool things that will be raffled off. Uh, us here at Sky Watcher, we're going to be giving away... Hold on, let me get my life in order. I'll get back to that later. Um we're gonna be giving away Star Adventure 2i Pro Packs, three of them. Uh Celestron's giving away a Star Sense Explorer 130 DX. Um and then we also have tickets to the Mount Lemon Sky Center uh and tickets to Lowell Observatory. All kinds of fun stuff um is gonna be there. So we'll be giving away a lot of that. All the proceeds for that are gonna be going to the Astronomy Association of Arizona, which is a local nonprofit that does outreach programs. So, all kinds of stuff is going on. Um there tickets will be purchased at the event. Um and you must be present to win and you have to leave with your prize cuz we're not going to ship it. So, um but we have a bunch of cool stuff there. Um a lo- amongst everything else. So anyway, that's Seoul, October 22nd. Hope to see you there. The rest of the Skywatcher team will be there as well along with lunt Solar Systems, Los Mondi, Mount Lemmon Sky Center, Daystar, Lowell Observatory, Arizona astronomy association of arizona stella astro hutech which will also be representing player one and of course the united states space force all of that will be there um hope to see you there uh, if you're looking for some skywatcher swag what am i doing hold on just a sec there we go um here's the website you've seen it before but if you need to know more just focus astro.org slash soul go ahead and pre-purchase tickets if you don't want to wait in line anyway that's soul we're you're we're bleh we are a month away from it hope to see you there Uh, if you're looking for skywatcher swag we do have the threadless um, store there for all kinds of shirts all kinds of fun stuff is up there go ahead and check that out Um, now one quick thing that's actually popped up this week is this picture which actually is not a new picture it's an amazing star trail picture um, taken by astronaut don pettit who's a friend of ours Um, we've actually had him on the show before and if for whatever reason you've been living under a rock and haven't watched that episode you can go back and watch episode 42 where don and i actually sit down and talk honestly it's one of our best episodes some of the information that he gives is pretty awesome but he talks about being on the iss he's flown several times and he's about to go back up as well so if you want to learn about the guy who shot this awesome shot um on the iss go watch that video um what's up webcast episode two with astronaut don pettit but anyway that's going viral this week um so we thought we would share that so anyway now let's get back to business the asi air um now if you don't know what an asi air is it's one of these little red box you've probably seen a million and a half pictures of it online um let me get my stuff here there we go um real quick kind of jumping ahead if you like what you see here on the what's up webcast please go ahead and like and subscribe if you have an uh, episode idea info at skywatchusa.com this episode is a request from someone a while ago um and it's uh if you have an idea please email us at info at skywatchusa.com and title it what's up so Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the ASI Air and Skywatcher. It is one of the most popular ways to control our mounts nowadays. Um, A lot of customers who are riding in are using the ASI Air equipment, so we thought we would get kind of a crash course on how it works on our products. Um, Don't ask how it works on anybody else's stuff. It works on a large range of different mounts. But we're Skywatcher, not anybody else. So you'll have to go figure it out if it's on any other kind of mount. This only has to do with Skywatcher. Um, So I'm going to do just a real quick overview. Um, The ASI Air is basically a mini computer. Um, You know, for a long time, we've had to drag laptops out or PCs or whatever you're using to run our imaging equipment in the field even in the backyard you've you would have had to drag out a laptop just a handful of years ago which you know are battery power hungry computers um so these there's this big thing now coming out with these mini computers a lot whether they're raspberry pi based like the original asi air and the asi air pro which was before this new plus model um There's a variety of other companies who are doing mini computers, like the Prima Luce Eagles. Those are, I would say, a lot more advanced than what the ASI Air is, because it's a full PC machine, um, which gives you a lot more uh, control over what you want to do, but they are quite a bit more expensive, but they're phenomenal machines. Um, And then, of course, there's the ASI Air Plus, which is the current one, which if you're just in the field or you're a backyard imager, it took me a couple years cause we bought one of these to try out and see what all the rage was. It took me a while to get around to using it. Oh my God. Yeah. I, the first time I went out and used it, I was completely blown away with what these dumb little things do. Um, they are definitely worth the money. Um, we actually have two of them at skywatcher that myself and Jared, our marketing, uh, specialist uses, and they're so nice to use. Um, so, they pretty much do everything that you're going to need in an imaging system. It gives you mount control, camera control, focuser control, filter wheel control, um, handles all the guiding um, and automation, uh, power control of accessories, and it's all done uh, control wise, it's all done via their app, the ASI air app. Um, which is available on ios and android it's very well executed it's it's surprising now the one i wouldn't say downfall of this it's actually kind of ingenious how asi or zwo has actually done this but it's limited to the zwo family of products they basically built an ecosystem that completely jives with each other so their cameras their focuser their filter wheel I know they have their new AM5 mount out, which I've, I have yet to use or even see one in person. Um, all of this ecosystem, there's no better way to really say it, but they've worked very hard to make this ecosystem of products that works super well with one another. Um, and it really takes the guesswork out of, you know, drivers and plugging stuff in and I need this software and I need that software. It's very plug and play. Um, It's amazing how well executed this actually is and it makes imaging or live stack or whatever you're actually doing anything astrophotography related it really makes it easier than ever before and it's not this big power hungry laptop anymore so it does all kinds of cool stuff. It does control DSLRs as well. Um, I have not done it. I heard it's a little different um, but I have not actually used it on any of the Canon DSLRs or Nikons and stuff like that. Um, but if you're running ZWO products, like their, their ASI cameras, it's amazing how well this is actually engineered and put together. It's really nice to just not have to deal with all this extra crap. Um, I can't tell you how many times we get people calling us up. It's like, hey, how does your mount work with this software? Hey, how do I get it to work with PhD two, whatever this little thing is very much plug and play and just makes imaging so much easier and what it allows you to do with our mounts and probably any mount for most part but with our mounts is amazing you can automate you can it just does everything it's 10 years ago if someone said i could have all of this for 300 bucks that's ridiculous um but it's here and it's making imaging easy which is what people want to do So let me talk to you about a little bit about ASI Air and SynScan and how this all works together. Um, I'm going to try and explain this as best I can. Um, I'm still a fairly new user to ASI Airs. I've been using it for about a year now. I have a good understanding of all that it does, but they're always adding new features. And I'm sure there are people out in this who are watching this that are much more well-versed in this than I am. So, you know, go easy on me um the best way to do asi air is actually to the connection is done through eq mod um, which is kind of like this third-party connection that has been used on SynScan for years Um, now eq mod usually requires a cable to make the connection so you would remove the hand controller from our mounts you would plug an eq mod cable into the hand controller port and then route the other end which is a USB up to the ASI air. That's how the connection is made to the mount. Um a lot of our new mounts do have USB plug on them, a USB B, and for a while the ASI air was working fine with that system and I don't know if it's been addressed, but um a while ago, a chipset was changed on our motor boards, particularly the motor, the MC-15 board, which runs the AZ-EQ-6, the EQ-6R, and both versions of the EQ-8R. Um, that board had a chipset change, and the drivers uh, to make that work had not yet been incorporated into the ASI Air. Um, So that meant the USB plug on those mounts was not compatible with the ASI Air. I don't know if ZWO has addressed that with an update, but I find that the serial connection on an EQ mod cable that plugs into the hand controller is the best and most secure way to make the connection to your mount using an ASI Air. That's what I would recommend above all um, other connections if you're using a Skywatcher equatorial mount, is just go get an EQ mod cable, and plug it into the hand controller port. I'm sure someone's going to argue with me on that. That's what I find the best connection is. Um, now, once you've made the connection to the mount, you can start working on all your other stuff. The camera, the focuser, the guider, and the filter wheel all route to the ASI Air computer. Um, and the ASI normally rides up top on your your telescope somewhere. When you get one, like the new the Plus models they come with this little finder bracket shoe and that usually slides onto your finder bracket or it has a quarter 20 screws so you can mount it you can mount it pretty much anywhere you want onto your telescope wherever it fits so pop it on there now one of the nice things that the asi air does because it sits up on the mount is it reduces cable drag which can cause guiding errors and uh, cables to get snagged um, and it improves cable management so rather than you having all these cables and looking like a flying spaghetti monster on on your mount all your cables can be nice and conveniently routed up to the ASI Air they're not just hanging off of your telescope waiting to get caught this is very important because the ASI Air also has the ability to automate your system So you can set up a whole sequence through the evening where it does the meridian flip and reacquires guiding, which I think is amazing. Um, But when you trust your system to an automated run and you're going to go to sleep or you're not going to be there and you're going to trust your equipment, you need to make sure your cables are managed so they're not going to get snagged on anything. Um, Skywatcher having a remote observatory where no one is there most of the time, uh, that is a big deal that you want to make sure your cables are nice and neat and managed so nothing's going to get caught on an uh, adjustment bolt or the tripod or the counterweight bar or whatever, especially when you're going to be doing meridian flips or pointing to various um, objects around. Um, let's see. Does the There's some question here. Does this work on your Sinscan dobs? You know what? I'm not sure. I've never tested it. I think ASI Air is really intended for equatorial mounts, but I, I don't know for certain um i've never tested it and no one has ever told me um so the eq mod cable is better than the usb connection on the eq6 i would recommend serial i hate usb connections um usbs always find a way to come loose or they lose connection if it were me everything would be an ethernet serial connection because it just clicks and locks in serial connections are so much better than usb connections um so I would always recommend using the ASI Air with an EQ mod cable on R mounts. I feel like it's much more secure um, and less problematic over time. And it's a very small investment. Those cables are like $20. Um, so that's what I would recommend. Um, but some people are using the USBs, but I like the serial connection. Uh, can I use an ASI Air to control the AZ-GTI in Altaz mode, including auto-guiding? Um I don't believe so you can't really effectively guide in an alt as mount on an o- with auto guiding it it probably is going to mess some stuff up but you could try it but I don't I don't know I've never used an ASI air and alt as formats um, it's always been with the um, equatorial mounts so that again this is just my findings on what i've done using one of these i'm sure your mileage may vary um now power on the asi air which is another very cool thing about these devices is um it powers everything it powers your camera your filter wheel but i would not power it um i would not power the mount um with one of these there's just not enough amperage that runs through these this happens a lot on the power boxes that are out there there's a lot of people who just want to run everything off of one power supply. I understand that it's simplistic. Um but what I find is a lot of these little devices do not have enough power throughput to really allow you to run everything. Like an EQ6R requires 3 to 4 amps to run. 12 volt, 3 to 4 amps you're going to suck up the capability of an ASI Air very, very quickly with that power supply. It's just made to run the cameras, and even some of their cameras, like the 2600 and 6200 cameras, are power-hungry when you turn that cooler on. So the Plus model is really better uh, intended for those heavier-duty cameras, where the the Pro model, I think, was having some issues with the 6200 and 2600s, um, as far as dealing with the larger files and stuff like that i might be wrong but the plus is made to work better with some of those more power hungry uh, mounts but there's just not enough throughput on these little boxes to run the mount Um, you will starve that mount if you're running a three to four amp requirement like a eq6r or an eq8r Maybe some of the lighter mounts you could get away with, um, the ones that only require about two amps. I would always run the mount on its own power supply and then run the rest of your imaging rig on another. That's just my recommendation. Uh, workflows. Um, so here's how we set this up. So first thing you're going to do is set up your imaging rig normally. You know. Put your telescope on there put all your your goodies on there with whether it's a guide camera or an oag get your filter wheel your camera all your back focus set up put everything on there just like you're setting everything up normally um you're going to want to mount your asi air wherever that's going to go you can see my friend alex my coworker alex this is his setup right here he's got his asi air on a dovetail plate up top there just behind the guider um That's where he mounts it you could mount it on the finder shoe if you want to um wherever it's going to mount put your asi air up there and mount all your accessories maybe you're running an asi air guider um the eaf focuser the filter wheel, the camera whatever it is pop everything on there balance your rig just like normal um once you have everything hooked up i'm gonna do a a workflow here in a little bit um there's some questions that are popping up i'll get to that when i can if i can answer that effectively like i said there's a lot of information on these and a lot of you probably play a lot more with this than i do so just a heads up um so okay mount your asi air and your asi air accessories first we have our camera so the camera has its main usb this is what plugs into the back it's usually a 3.0 cable that has a short run um so the ASI Air and the camera are going to plug direct. So the the main USB, the 3.0 cable, is going to plug to the back of the camera and route up to one of the 3.0 ports on the back of the the ASI Air, which is one of these blue, blue ones. Your camera is going to plug in there. And that camera cable is going to basically be your main cable to handle various accessories um, up to the asi air that way you're not routing everything up to the asi air because most of the ZWO uh, cooled cameras have a hub in the back Um, a good majority of your accessories can plug into the back of your camera and then have one umbilical going all the way up to the asi air so um you're also going to route your camera power up to the asi air you can if you want you can also run the the camera off of its own power supply if you want to or you can route it off of one of the power ports that are on the asi air it does have four 2.1 volt power ports these are all controllable too which is very nice you can turn them on and off if you have issues Um, but i usually route my camera up to the asi air for its power so right now I'm going to show a graph of this in a minute we'll go over it in a better graphic but you have the main USB from the camera running to the ASI Air and you have a power cable running from your camera to the ASI Air. Now if you're doing monochrome imaging you probably have a filter wheel. The filter wheel runs off of one single USB. I usually find that it's best to just route that USB to the back of the main imaging camera. Just plug it into one of the the ports on the back. So that's where your filter wheel runs into. Uh, the EAF focuser, the motor focuser that they make um, you can connect that either direct to the ASI Air or you can run it back to the camera hub, one of the other accessories that can plug into the, the hub there as well. The guide camera, usually the guide camera I find is sitting closer to the ASI Air uh, computer so I usually route the USB from the guide camera direct to the, the ASI Air or you can run it to the back of the camera the nice thing that the the hub on the back of the camera allows is rather than routing you know your focuser your guider and the filter wheels usbs all up to the asi air you could actually plug them onto the back of your main camera and then just have one nice usb going up to the asi air if you need to and then finally we have the mount again I use uh EQ mod cable that's my big recommendation that one I route up to the ASI air directly uh continued here uh power on the ASI air it's it has its own power supply um it's 12 volt I usually if you're at home you can use a AC power adapter brick that I don't think these come with them I think you have to buy them separately um But I usually plug that in or you can run it off of its own battery. I like to run my imaging rig off of its own power supply. So the ASI Air power um, routing is controlling guide camera, main camera, filter wheel, and the EAF. All that is run off of the ASI Air and whatever its power supply is. And then the mount I run off of its own power supply. That's how I do it. I'm sure others do. Uh, Next, you're going to want to make sure all those cables are tethered down and anchored so they're not going to get caught anywhere. So because the ASI Air can do automated imaging runs, we want to make sure nothing's going to get snagged, Um, especially during the imaging run. So here's my little graphic here. This is my workflow on how I set up my ASI Air. Hopefully this makes it easy. So you have the ASI Air on the mount. We're then going to hook up our camera. The USB and the power from our camera are going to plug direct to the ASI Air. Next is our guider. Our guide camera USB is going to plug into the back of the main camera. You could route it to the ASI Air depending on the the camera position and where the the computer sits. But I usually route my USB to the back of the camera, the main imaging camera. Next, the ASI air filter wheel. If you're doing monochrome imaging, maybe you've got a one-shot color um, using some of these narrowband filters. I usually route the EFW. Too many freaking abbreviations with these things. The filter wheel, I plug into the back of the USB on the camera as well. So that means your guider, your main camera, and USB are all running one main USB back to the air nice and clean only one cable to the computer all the other accessories route to the main camera now the eaf depending on its position you could route that to the, the back camera the main camera if you wanted or you could route it to the air depending on the position mine usually rides right next to the focuser um, on the finder brackets so i usually just pop the eaf focuser uh, motor up to the asi air because it's right there rather than racking that all the way back to the camera i just route it up to the air now you could also power the focuser from the asi air if you need to the older model of the eaf had a the 12 volt model had a usb and a power cord the new models the five volt models only have a single usb so it reduces uh, by one cable um which is actually really nice. It's one less thing you have to worry about. So we have an EAF that uses, it's a five volt model. So it's one USB into the ASI Air. That's how we have it hooked up, um, depending on your model. Then lastly, we have the mount. The mount, I have an EQ mod cable plugged into the hand controller port. And then the other end, which is USB, plugs into the ASI Air. That's how I have my workflow. And then the power for the mount, is on its own power supply and then i run the asi air off of its own power supply so that's how i set mine up again we have the asi air and so from left to right we have our main camera on the back of the telescope if it's monochrome we've got our filter wheel the usb from the filter wheel plugs to the camera the guider plugs to the main camera And all of that is then tethered to the ASI Air via the power cable from our main imaging camera and the USB from the main imaging camera. So there's only one USB cord coming from the whole back imaging train. The focuser then has its own USB and then the mount has its own cable plugging in. So there should be a total of four cables handling all of your accessories. So USB for focuser, USB for camera, power from camera, and EQ mod that's a lot going on but that's how i set mine up it tends to work out um, really nicely and it's always worked for me so hopefully this little chart helps Um, there's a bunch of questions i'm going to try to get to because there's a lot of slides in this one and i want to make sure we have time Um, so here's probably what i would recommend uh, workflow wise uh, for how to set this up for skywatcher that was the hardwired setup this is how you actually use it i know there's some friends of mine that are probably watching today that want to know this information so get your asi air it's probably mounted make sure everything's plugged in Um, once this is all mounted onto your telescope uh, you're going to turn on the power switch it's going to take a few seconds but your asi air will beep when it's ready to connect and the wi-fi is ready to go Um, usually you're going to have your power And then the Wi-Fi light will be on. If your Wi-Fi light's being weird, you can hit the reset button. But when you flip the power switch, give it a few seconds, it'll beep saying it's ready to go. Once it's ready to go, go into your uh, device, whether it's an Android phone or tablet or iPad or iPhone. um, Go into your Wi-Fi settings, and you should find there is an ASI Air Wi-Fi signal. You want to go ahead and connect to that these are locked wi-fi signals um you are going to need a password the password is always on the bottom serial at least for the plus model i don't remember how it was on the pro but it's on the back here um it's a pretty standard thing you could probably change it too but when you get them it's very basic but everything you need to know is right here um for connecting so connect to that if it's the first time doing it just type in the password that's on the asi air and you should, it should give you a check mark or let you know that you are connected. There is no internet on this, by the way, so. Um, now the range on this little guy is not terribly great. It's better than the older ones, but if you're just imaging in the field, it's it's okay. What I really like about these is the ethernet port right here on the back if you really want to like if you want to set up outside and then you want to image remotely from inside the house what i've done is i've actually routed a i have a really long like 100 foot ethernet cable that i actually plug into my internet um in the house the routers in the house and then that will extend the range because you can actually hook up to this and it routes through your home wi-fi at that point So that way you can image from the house and your telescopes outside and you're not just connecting to the Wi-Fi on this. Um, So you can actually connect it to your Ethernet in the house and locks on real quick. I'm not a big fan of freezing my butt off during or getting eaten alive by bugs. Um, I like to image remotely from in the house. This little guy, once you plug it into the Ethernet, is a big deal. Um, So anyway, so you're going to connect to your Internet or the Wi-Fi signal. From the device and connect um once connected the asi air app on your phone or your device um you're gonna plug that into i'm sorry there's too many questions here um let me just route through these really quick let's see would a pegasus power box be a better solution um never used one They're not really the same thing. It's just a power box to help route things. You want to be careful with the power boxes of any kind. Make sure you're really paying attention to how much power is being routed through there. If you start daisy chaining too many things, you're going to eventually run into issues. I've had people damage their mounts before with power boxes. I don't like running the mount. Off of anything other than the mount's own power supply. I can't tell you how many times we have had to change motorboards out because people have fried their motorboard, not paying attention to the power. Skywatcher mounts do not like to be underpowered. You can damage your motorboard if there's not enough power. They starve themselves that way. A little bit more juice is okay. As long as you're within the limits, you're fine. But if it starts starving itself, you can damage your motorboards. So I like to just run the mount on its own power supply and then use an ASI air or power box or whatever the heck you're using to run everything else. But I can't tell you enough, please don't run the mount off of power boxes. Just run it off of its own power supply because I've had time and time again people damage motorboards on them. Uh, when doing a polar alignment with an ASI air plus at step two, the mount auto rotates 60 degrees as expected, but the ASI air plus still says zero and process can't continue. Is it a bug? I don't know. That's a ZWO question. Can this thing do multi-star polar alignment like Nina's beta? No idea. I've never used Nina. I'm coming off of Sky X. Um, I know a lot of people who are using the polar alignment on ASI air and they seem to do just fine, or you can use a pole master, Um, whatever you want to do, there's a multiple ways to do polar alignment. Um, I, I use the polar scope and then dial it in there, um, with this and it works fine. Is imaging workflow from the ASI air better than Nina? I love using Nina, but always looking to reduce weight cords. Nina is very impressive. I've had some people, some coworkers show me how Nina works. It's awesome, but I don't know enough about Nina to really say, what it's like i know you can route a ton of stuff through nina but i've never done it personally um the asi air is just a very clean versatile thing for field work your mileage may vary i know a lot of people like nina i cannot tell you anything about nina because i've never used it i've just seen what it how it's put together and it looks impressive but i've never sat down and used it gps does asi air accept the input from usb gps mouse no um it's going to pull your GPS location from your device your so if you're using a phone usually it inputs that if you're using a tablet unless your tablet has you know LTE or 5g it's going to pull from the your GPS location that way or you're going to have to enter it manually but there's no as far as I know there's no external GPS for it you have to put it in yourself or it's going to pull from your device. What do you use to plug multiple USBs into the ASI cam? What you use to plug multiple USBs into the ASI camera hub? The the cameras on ASI Airs, the cooled ones. I'm sorry, the the cooled cameras from ZWO have four USB ports on the back. That should be more than enough to plug in a filter wheel, the focuser, a guider. Unless you're plugging more stuff in there, you really only need three ports um, for USBs. If you're plugging more in there, I don't know. You could route stuff up to the ASI Air, but yeah, you'll have to work with it there. Okay, that brings me up to the question. So anyway, we're going to connect to the, the Wi-Fi. Once you've connected to the Wi-Fi, go to the ASI Air app on your device and open it. Um, Once you open the app, it's very good if you're brand new to it. It's very good at telling you what to do. Um, If you're using a mobile device like a phone, um, it's going to put your date, latitude, longitude, which I will not tell you mine. Um, uh, It's going to pop all that information in there automatically from your device as long as your device has set... your device is allowing it to pull its location. If it's not, you may have to go into your settings and allow the ASI Air app to pull your location. Otherwise you can enter it manually. Um, Once that's all filled out, we have to go to the next, uh, that's all right here. Um, Once all of your information is plugged in, you're gonna go over to the other side here and you're gonna start plugging in your equipment. Uh, First thing's gonna be the mount. Now, for Skywatcher, we need to use the EQ Mod mount. So you're going to click on the drop-down menu uh, right here, and then in that menu, it's going to pop down, and you're just going to scroll through it until you find EQ Mod, um, and there you go. So select that, and then that should pop that up into there. Now that the mount, we know what mount we're using that's going to be for all the skywatcher mounts you want to use the eq mod uh, selection right there so you're going to go ahead and select that it'll be green that you know it's selected select it and it'll pop it up into there the next thing we're going to do is we have to plug in the focal length of our camera of our main telescope and our guide telescope if we're using a guider Um, so on this particular one we're using an esprit 100 and a ZW or a uh Evo Guide 50ED. So, our main telescope is 550 millimeters, and our guider is going to be 242 millimeters. Once that's done, you're going to pick your main camera. Usually, when you plug in a ZWO camera, it's going to know what cameras are plugged into it. Um, it'll usually register, like if you're using a 294, it'll pop 294 in there, or 2600, or if you have multiple cameras, it will show you what cameras it's recognizing. Um, Go ahead and select what your main camera is. Let's say we're using a 533, um, and it sees it. Go ahead and select it as your main camera. You're going to do the same thing with your guide camera. You're going to go in there and find whatever your ZWO guide camera is going to be. Maybe it's a 224, maybe it's a 120, maybe it's a 174, whatever. Go ahead and select that as your guide camera. And then the other devices if you're using an eaf or an efw filter wheel go ahead and select those and that'll pop all that information in there so it knows what you're doing once you're done there you're going to go ahead and hit enter once you hit enter from the main home screen and setting up your gear we're going to go to the main workflow screen this is the zwo asi air main workflow screen there's all kinds of buttons that are around here and i'm just going to give you an overlay of what that looks like first one's going to be your wi-fi signals and all of your main controls you click this one here's the main screen for that it's going to show you the power it's going to show you the temp the voltage all what's going on whatever your power settings are and then it's also going to have all of your power switches for all the all the 12 volt power supplies um Now what I like about this is it has the ability to turn all four of these on and off. So if you're having issues with something, maybe your filter wheel's being stupid or whatever's going on, something's not playing right, you can cycle the power remotely. That really helps solve issues. We have to do that on our remote system sometimes with our Eagle. The ability to power cycle remotely through the app is awesome, but it's gonna tell you how much power is being used you only have let's see what does this say you only have three amps to work with on these there's not a lot of amperage going on here um so um that's something you need to make sure is there's not a lot of power going on in here you can hit three amps really quick three amps is too much is not enough power for an eq6r it's usually recommended to have four amps And these also all default to off. So if you have a brand new ASI Air and you're plugging your camera into this and powering it on and it's not working, these default to off. So you need to make sure which one your camera's plugged into or whatever the accessory is and turn them on. And that's under the Wi Fi signal uh, there. It also has all your other controls and stuff like that. Next one's going to be our camera setting. You know, we go into there. This is where it tells you everything you need to know. There's Like on this one, you can turn your camera on and off. You can switch the main camera. Um, When you plate solve, it's going to tell you what your focal length of the telescope is going to be. You can adjust the gain in here. I always leave my gain at zero. Unity gain. I don't touch my camera's gains. I'm used to using CCDs where gain is not even a thing. Um, They're preset. I don't touch it. You can do whatever you want, but I leave mine at zero. Um cooling you can adjust on the cameras as well. Um I always run my cameras at negative 10. That's just what I run it at. Um so that's all the camera settings right there that you can mess with and that's under the camera tab. Next one is going to be guiding. So we click that, it opens up the guide. It's the same thing. This is where you set up everything. Right here we're using a ZWO ASI 120 Mini Mono. Um our guide scope is an ASI or is a EvoLux 1 evo lux 50 um the evo guide 50 too many things Um, that's 242 millimeters you can set your gain and then binning and whatever you want to do i don't mess with any of this down here my guiders i at times i do set two by two binning just depends on what's going on i don't mess with anything i just select it put it in i don't calibration step size duration all that i don't mess with any of that Just plug it in and hit connect and make sure the focal length is correct so it it guides right um when you're ready to guide this is what the screen looks like it looks a lot like phd2 doesn't it because that's pretty much what it is now on this screen you've got a couple buttons in there too you've got the calibration and it will calibrate on its. you hit that and it starts calibrating um this is your exposure where it just starts taking pictures um which you can actually adjust the exposure down here in the bottom right one second two second it doesn't have to be anything crazy this is your start guiding button your stop guiding button and then like i said earlier your exposure buttons um i don't mess with any of The settings on guiding I just hit calibrate and it I let the mount do what it needs to do and lock on they have added the multi-star guiding which you see here which is kind of nice that's all I do I would not recommend getting fancy with any of this Um, you can adjust aggression if you need to a lot of people start messing with things in phd2 just stop like don't screw around with things i cannot tell you how many people have called being like my graph looks all crazy it's like what's your number right here we're looking at under one arc second phenomenal most of our imaging setups will not resolve anything below one and you're seeing in your backyard most certainly will not resolve below one there's very few locations where you're going to be able to resolve under one um don't dig too deep into your guiding if the stars look good enjoy the imaging run don't worry about the graph we're not here to look at graphs we're looking at images and stars don't worry about the graph unless there's problems in your picture don't worry about the graph I cannot stress that enough so please stop calling us about your graphs unless there's problems in your image then we have something to talk about but uh the next one that's is our telescope setup this is where you can control all your connections there's eq mod there's the baud rate normally for skywatcher mounts um baud rate's going to be set to about 9600 sorry guys um little kids at home are always fun so and they're sick which is always fun too so. um you're okay sir two-year-olds at home so i should have locked the door i knew better than that anyway that was my son aiden he's two ignore him so he's fine um so you want to set it to eq mod bod rates usually 9600 usually if we're connected it's serial connections um you can do all kinds of stuff it just gives you all that you can sync up your phone and everything um yeah there's all that um eq mod baud rate if you are using usb sometimes you might need a higher baud rate we usually find that um hundred and fifteen thousand two hundred is generally a good place there but the baud rate usually defaults to 9600 that's usually fine um serial connections um hold on just a second before i'm busted on a little kid that's why we locked the door to the office so they don't plow through here anyway sorry guys um so then after all this is done you're gonna go ahead and hit sync and it's all nice and synced up and ready to go i'm trying to get through this there's a lot of stuff in here um this is our filter wheel button up here i don't have a filter wheel currently to show you um you can go in there you can set up your filter positions and all that fun stuff um there's the eaf button that's if you're using the eaf motor focusers um you go in there and set that up uh this is your memory um there is a very very tiny memory co- well you can put it in there there's I i don't have one in there you can put memory there's flash memory inside these um but you can go in and select and pull the memory cards out if you want Um, or i like to use a usb stick i actually plug a usb like a you know a flash drive or something like that i'll plug that in there and just route all my images to there under this emmc you can route all your file savings either either to the internal memory or you can move it over to the memory stick um, or hard drive or whatever you're doing in there. Uh, Preview, uh, this is what it defaults to. Preview is what you've got to see your images come up, but if you press this, because it's yellow, um, you're gonna pop out the selection menus this is where you can switch through all kinds of stuff you want to go to focus mode you can hit focus there's polar align, preview auto run uh, plan live and video there's all kinds of stuff in here um, usually you're gonna do preview focus polar align. that's in the auto run is where you program all of that um, but that's all in there Uh, Binning, if you're going to be binning your camera, you can hit the bin button, and that's going to bin one by one, two by two, three by three, whatever the heck you want to do. You can do all the binning on there via that button. The little arrow button here, you're going to go ahead and click that. That's going to pop out the the control menus. You have your arrows. This is like your hand controller. But if you want to go to a target, you can actually go to the search window. This is really cool, what I like about ASI Air. Click the search. And it takes you to the screen. It's going to give you a selection on all types of different uh, objects that are up. It's going to organize them. Right now it's the NGC menu. You can search all kinds of things. And it actually tells you when it rises and sets. It's really well done um, on this. You can go through the Messiers, ICs, Sharpless. There's all kinds of stuff in there. You can search it. Or you can go to the drop-down menus and pop that out. And then there's all of it you got tonight's best name stars planets comets messier it's got tons of stuff in here you will be busy for a while um, with this Um, going back to the main screen you have exposure Um, that's where you can click it and you can say I want 60 seconds Um, I want 120 seconds whatever Um, you have your histogram you click on that it'll show you the histogram of the image if you click the guide button here it'll show you your guiding um, plate solving I love plate solving the fact that it just slews to a target takes a picture registers the star field and solves it um, go ahead and check that out um, this is your exposure button over here if you want to hit an exposure just hit that button just like taking a picture on your phone um, lastly over here is the planetarium uh, software this is a new addition um, so if you don't have this planetarium Uh, section down here make sure you update to the latest builds um that is the planetarium one this is on the plus model i don't know how it works on the other stuff but this is sky atlas um very very cool thing they've recently added you go ahead and click that and then it brings you up to this window um right here holy cow we okay um and you can actually select everything with the sky atlas um uh so it's just a planetarium it's it's a new thing over the last within the last year that they've added it was kind of experimental um, but it has been added so um yeah that's kind of the i know we just plowed through that um if you have any questions because that's the end of it right there um there's a lot of stuff that we can go over that um you can use the planetarium thing for go to you can actually like scroll around with your finger or search and then select what you want and hit go to um or center or whatever you want to do and your telescope will slew over there plate solve and center up It's pretty cool um but that's within the last year i think they've added that so um anyway if you have questions now i'm going to try to go through them real quick um that was a lot of information hopefully it's been helpful for skywatcher on what that was but um anyway there's that um So that was using ASI Air. Next week, we're going to have our friend Rachel Freed on. Rachel Freed's the president of the uh, Institute for Student Astronomical Research, or INSTAR. Um, Rachel does so much stuff. It's amazing what Rachel does. But she's really trying to get students to interact on a scientific level for astronomy. So um, we'll be talking to her next week. Um, If you have any questions on What's Up webcast, please like and subscribe a video. We really appreciate it um but yeah that was the asi air video and now there's a bunch of questions so let me get to that uh blah 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 we talked about all these uh alex's rig what's the blue cable you had running from the camera to the asi air was that a special cable or was it just blue i think it was just blue um it's probably just a usb3 cable Uh, Running from the cameras USB 3 port to the back of the ASI air. He probably just has a blue uh, USB just to show what the main cable of the camera is which is not a bad idea if You want to know what cable is what especially when you have a lot of them, you know bound together um, You're probably gonna want to color code them or whatever so that way, you know which cable is which so Alex has a blue cable to know that the blue cable means that is the main hub between the camera and his whole imaging train and the ASI Air. So probably not a bad way to do it. Or maybe do like a zip tie or something to to do there. Uh why EQ mod mount and not Skywatcher? Um oh for the USB well the reason why we started recommending EQ mod cables is because the ASI Air did not have the correct drivers To use the new chipset on the USB boards for the EQ6R it was actually an issue for a while I don't know if ZWO has uh, put those drivers into the new builds and if it's been fixed but I don't know Um, so we use we recommended EQ mod cables for a while that's what I use I like the I don't like using USBs USBs get loose over time and they're just not super secure um so i would much rather have a serial connection because it clicks in it's not going anywhere um so i like the eq mod cables because they're a lot more secure that's why i use them uh will you guys do a webcast on an eagle yeah we could do an eagle webcast the eagles are what we use on our remote telescopes at skies away remote Um, we have an eagle three and an eagle four out there um But, yeah, we could go through eagles if you want an episode on eagles. Uh, Probably wouldn't be until next year at this point because the rest of the year is pretty much planned. But if you want an episode on Prima Luce eagles um, like this, uh, sure, we can look into doing that. We'll make a note. Uh, Let's see. What is the Starfield thing? at the. Oh, yeah. Starfield thing at the lower left. That's the new planetarium thing. Um, So, yeah, you just have to download that at this point if, if you don't have it on your ASI air you're gonna have to um, basically update it and updating just takes a little bit of time Um. so yeah that's pretty much the ASI air they're they're like $300 like if you're using ZWO cameras they're so worth it um, personally and if you're imaging in your backyard or the field and you're using ZWO hardware they're very much worth it now I understand If you're not using ZWO cameras like QHY, FLI, SBIG, Starlight Express, any anybody else, you're kind of SOL at that point. You can't use ASI Air on anything else except ZWO cameras and the exception of a DSLR or mirrorless camera from like Canon. Um So it's very cool if you're in the ZWO ecosystem. If you're out of it, you just kinda have to figure it out. That's where something like an Eagle comes in handy or whatever, but um there's other ways to go about that but if you are in the zwo ecosystem the asi air is highly recommended we have hundreds and hundreds of customers using them it's probably one of the easiest most streamlined ways to do imaging nowadays and they're not super spendy um and it's just very well done so if you're looking to get into imaging and you're kind of doing it on a budget and you're going to be in the field i would highly recommend one of these Um, the pro models are nice the current production ones the plus um are very nice i have no complaints on these um but they they have their limitations if you want to use other brands of cameras but that's just how it is so um so kudos to zwo for locking in like that uh let's see what else very cool fish tank thanks yeah it's a uh, 130 gallon water box aquarium highly recommend water box aquariums so if you're looking to to get something it's a pain to move though um god help me when i have to move so it takes four people to move it so um your watcher list is going up since i started with you guys yes we are climbing up we're getting close to 10,000 subscribers so thanks for all of you hanging out with us uh let's see i think that's it um and right on time so uh thanks for watching um i hope this episode was helpful to all of you guys here um for anybody watching in the future i hope this is also helpful for connecting your asi air to our products um please uh stupid camera there we go Uh, Please enjoy your new moon weekend. Go out, do some observing. Um, If you just happen to be in Tucson, we'll be at the Oracle State Park Dark Sky Festival this weekend. Um, Actually leaving right after this. Um, So come out and enjoy that. It's not too late to get your totem patches. Please. uh, We've got some really nice images coming in too. Get out there, do that. Um, And then, yeah, come see us at Seoul next month. So uh, have a great weekend, guys. Uh, clear skies to everyone and thanks for hanging out with us and learning all about the ASI Air and Skywatcher products. So see you later. Stay safe. Clear skies. Talk to you later. Bye.